This episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming, is brought to you by floatculture.co.nz. Float Culture is Auckland's leading flotation tank centre created for the well-being of the body and mind. When you float with floatculture.co.nz, you'll create meaningful and lasting change with mindfulness and complete physical relaxation. Floating will become an integral part of your busy lifestyle. Float Culture is motivated to ensure that the entire experience achieves maximum relaxation, happiness and relief for you. So if you want to be part of the float culture scene in New Zealand, visit floatculture.co.nz to book your float and blow your mind right now. As a very special offer to you, the Please Blow My Mind listener, you'll get 20% off your next float by using the promo code MINDBLOWING, all one word. Visit floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And boom, we are live on YouTube. If you're joining on the podcast, welcome. This is Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. And, and the goal is, I was just saying to the guest on the podcast today, is to is to have conversations and to blow our mind. And I, I don't really know what that means, uh, apart from the fact that it feels right to have lots of chats, whether in person or virtually, and just talk about this thing called life. Because we're in it real time, and my guest is going to be deep into life real time soon um ryan what's up bro you joined me all the way from somewhere in new zealand yeah down christchurch yeah thanks oh, for having me man oh sweet as bro so so you're a canadian but you live in christchurch so i mean have you been here through all of the craziness in christchurch earthquakes terror stuff it's it's been pretty full-on down there it has been um I arrived in winter of 2015 so mm. a few years after the quakes right um and but it was there for like the Kaikoura quake, which was which was pretty big actually, even down in Christchurch. So um, that was an interesting experience. And then yeah, more recently, um, all that unfortunate stuff that happened uh, mm. with the mosque and everything. But yeah, I mean, what uh, we will move into other things. But are people feeling kind of like a? How would you explain what's happening down there? I mean, is, is it still is everyone kind of on edge? I think. I don't think so much anymore. It was definitely for probably the month following. Mm. There was a strange vibe around yeah. the city, I would say. Um, and, you know, for people like myself and for, you know, the majority of people in Christchurch who weren't directly affected, we all still felt it. Mm. Um, and it was kind of just everyone coming together. Um, it was, you know, obviously terrible terrible things that happened yeah the way the city the way the city got around that community was just amazing to see uh, uh, one thing i noticed when kind of horrible things happen and it's this weird um i don't know if it's like the matrix matrix it's a um 
it's like a glitch in life where horrible things happen it brings people together and and what seems to happen is that it kind of puts this reset button on and it makes it kind of I, I don't know I don't know I can't articulate it but it's something like you know if you think of even uh, death in general um, it brings people together it's this weird thing we don't want to think about but I hope we get to a place where we don't have to go to the darkness to find the light or something like that but what ends up happening too is it starts it starts forcing us to think about what's happening and I, I can't help but think that's had some influence on, on the mission you're about to partake in I mean and we should probably go into that but I mean life's short and are you thinking this when you uh, and life's also crazy and are you thinking this when you're planning your trip to uh, what is it Mount Kilimanjaro yeah, yeah it is and totally like um, my life changed quite a bit over the past five years, especially mm. since moving to New Zealand. Mm. And one of the things that's changed most is just realizing that you really, you really have to take advantage of the time that you do have because you, you never know when your time is going to come. Yeah. Yeah. So just making the most of it. Right. I'm going to try something with you and cause you sent me a bio earlier. I ask all the guests to send me bios because, you know, I can do my best to write their story, but why would I when you're capable? And it's a good practice thing to write out who you are and what you do because I find a lot of people don't do that. Um, yeah. It's kind of one thing everyone should do, you know, instead of writing these fancy Twitter bios, we should be writing, you know, who are we, who the hell are we and who the hell, what do we want to be, something like that. But when I read your bio, I'm like, oh, you've got you've you've got yourself into a bit of a mission here. So, for the audience, can you pitch what you're going to be doing in the coming coming time? So, yeah, in September of this year, 2019, we and when I say we, it's me and my three friends. We are going to be traveling to Tanzania in Southeast Africa and paragliding off. The summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, um, and <laughs> wow. you know that's that's kind of the surface level mm. of what of what we're doing, kind of the adventure side of things. But in the process of doing that, um, before we go, we're going to be raising forty thousand New Zealand dollars for the local community. Mm. Um, so we're going to be all of that money is going to be going towards uh, constructing new water wells because uh, water is definitely an issue for a lot of people around there getting clean water. It's not an easy thing, something that we take for granted every day here in New Zealand. Mm. Um, and also constructing new school facilities. Uh, there's a school there and they're going to be adding to it to be able to get more good teachers in, up the quality of the teachers, and also just to be able to take more kids in school. Mm. Now, yeah. Where are you and who are you with when you when you when this idea pops in your head? Or I mean, maybe it's not like that. I don't want to romanticize kind of like these these mind blowing <laughs> moments, but uh, yeah, like what was the what was the beginning of this? What was the beginning? So you know, we've really the four of us. There's kind of two groups of two: myself and my friend Harry, and then two others, Chris and Guido. And Chris and Guido had been mates for a while. Harry and I had been mates for a while. And kind of randomly, uh, we ended up on Mount Cook together um, in March of last year, in 2018. Uh, and Guido, for the past couple of years, has rented out the whole Mueller hut for his birthday. So we found ourselves up there for his birthday, got on really well. 
Um, and a little bit earlier in the year, Chris had started getting into paragliding. And then he got Guido into paragliding. And Harry is all about aviation. And paragliding has kind of always been um, on his list of things to get into. Um, and then we just started kind of talking. Guido found this awesome organization, which is the organization that we're going with, called Wings of Kilimanjaro. And since 2013, they've been taking people up Kilimanjaro mm -hmm. to paraglide off all four humanitarian humanitarian causes, um, which has been basically just local development in the Kilimanjaro region. Mm -hmm. And so up until today, they've raised over 750000 U.S. dollars for right. local development in Tanzania. And um, this might be the last year they do it. So we're pretty keen to, to be going on this trip. Awesome, bro. Um, no spoilers allowed, but are you a Game of Thrones viewer or were you? Yes, I, I was. Okay, so <laughs> on this podcast, I'm weird. I, I try and link things. And, and okay, maybe there's a bit of spoilers. So look, if you're, if you're not up to date, uh, what the heck have you been doing? And secondly, um, just turn off okay i don't want to be uh, i don't want to be that person who you blame forever for watching <laughs> you know the season finale or the, the final season okay i'm going to go into it now but uh the final season has Tyrion talking about the power of story right mm. and i've been thinking about that for ages because that is something that dominates our world you know we we love a good yarn and we love kind of putting all these things together in the beginning in the middle and the end of the narrative and it it makes sense you know it must be how we're built now you need a good story to do this right because um there's going to be some moments have you kind of gone like apart from the pitch of telling it have you kind of started running through the steps of what you're going to have to achieve and or you know what you're gonna have to get through in this what do we call it adventure that's probably the right word isn't it yeah so i guess something we should mention for everyone listening is that i i'm a filmmaker and i'm going to be making a documentary about this whole experience and so the thing about documentary filmmaking especially especially something like this where it's a bit of an adventure you have no idea what's going to happen is that you really just have to document everything because you never know which moments are, are going to mean something six months down the road. And so I've actually been filming since November of last year. Wow. Like every time we get together, I'm taking little shots here and there, getting little clips from the boys because we never know what's going to happen um, when we get there. But part of my process has been anytime I have an idea or I think a scene that could really resonate with the audience and help tell our story a bit better. I'm, you know, putting it into a document and moving things around all the time and getting feedback from the guys mm. being like, what do you think about this? Can we get together and do this before we go? Um, so yeah, like a lot of people, sometimes when they think about documentary filmmaking, they think it's pretty much just be there and get the moment. But like, it's only part of it. There's still a lot of planning, not quite scripting that goes into it, but definitely planning to know what you want to show and well, to make the story. Yeah. Also your technical gear too, right? Because I mean, are you going to have power and those type of things? Are you like, <laughs> are you just a walking solar, solar panel? <laughs> yeah. There's a, the two major problems we're going to have on the mountain will be power and storage. Um, well, that's that that's after weather um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> walking up <laughs> well i mean you know from a technical yeah, like, gotcha, shooting gotcha. Energy, of course yeah. yeah but um yeah we're i'm looking at different solar options small generators uh that 
could do the job, but wow. and, you know, the thing with Kilimanjaro is you get pretty much every single climate on Earth in six days because mm. you go from a desert into a tropical rainforest, and then it's pretty much Arctic tundra on the top. You know, you're walking on glaciers, and so your gear has to be able to withstand that and batteries don't like the cold. So yeah, there's a lot of planning that has to go into making that work. This, this might be a scene in the documentary, you know, where <laughs> the text comes up and then the moment happened. But, but um, are you kind of worried at all, man? I mean, you know, we do live in this Instagram world now, right? Where we show the best sides of us. And I don't disagree with that because you know it's like that thing where i think there's some studies that if you stand like a superhero before your meeting you enable yourself to believe something right or or to empower yourself and and i think that we should empower ourselves to be the best versions and i think that manifests into this online world and the crit the criticism it gets is you only show your good side right and and i guess i ask you if you're scared because i don't know where that would fit if you were to be going for funding or for you know sponsorship you've got to show i guess a slightly professional side of you but i mean there must be a bit of yourself that's kind of packing or yet like like scared or are you just excited there's um i don't know if i would say scared but it's definitely like you know we're about four months out from from entering the gates and starting our walk up the mountain and so um we're really just getting into the fundraising stuff now and there's like a fine line when you're finding sponsors between being professional but then also showing your authentic side yeah. because like that's what's going to show up on the screen in the documentary so like we can't pretend to be something we're not mm. um but i think mostly we're we're a little bit antsy about the fundraising. Like that's something we're really focusing on right now because if we don't get that money, we don't go. Mm. And so that needs to happen. But in terms of the trip and climbing the mountain, like we're all training hard. We're all super excited for it. So awesome. yeah. Okay. So people watching, how can they support this? How, how, apart from sharing, you know, the link, we'll put it in the, the show notes and, and, you know, we'll share this online, but what can people do if they want to help right now? So yeah, I mean, best way would be if if you're able to to donate to our page, um, our fundraising page. That'd be great. Every little bit helps. Um, if you're not able to donate, if you know any local businesses in your area that you love that you think would uh, be interested in a mission like this, and uh, our values, my line with theirs, definitely um, shoot the link to them, share it with them. Um, yeah that's the best way isn't it funny how hard it is to kind of like you know like you you, you take a good idea and a worthy cause and, and then this money thing has to come into it eh? and and uh, that's something i think about all the time you know i'm always trying to think about how how can i do more podcasting and video work and community you know and inevitably it comes about money and i was speaking with a, a good man the other day a, a businessman and he was talking just with a business head on, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, uh, A, B and C and giving me these logical reasons. And I did stop while I was eating this burrito. It was delicious. And I said, <laughs> hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, like I only care a little bit about what you're saying because I just I'm, I can't I can't think that life comes down to just dollars. And I'm not trying to be naive because I spend a lot of my time probably sounding naive. 
there's this whole gray area and you know it's maybe the lack of meaning or something and that's what I want people to invest in you know it's like give some money towards something and you might not know if you're going to get it back or how it's going to work but it's like if you do this mission with the team and, and it goes well it's like they get to be part of something and it doesn't have to be that they get certain amount of posts or you know I, I, I just don't know why it all has to be about measuring everything it's something that kind of frustrates me about this modern algorithm world you know like everything's measured to the t like a one of the things i have at the moment is I've changed credit cards and I haven't updated Facebook and that's you need a credit card or whatever it is, PayPal, to boost your posts. And it reminds me every single time I log in, your account details are out of date. And I can't help but think it's holding me back, you know, like on the algorithm that it won't let me just engage with people. And and it's, it's kind of how I think about everything, you know, so I, I don't know what the... It's like most things that you probably need a balance, but I, I mean, are you finding it hard for businesses to get on board because they think they need to be solving global warming or, or are businesses just giving you money? <laughs> businesses are not just giving us money. It's, um, it's definitely been a learning experience for all of us. Um, you know, just refining our proposals, really focusing on what can we offer them like what is the main draw to for them to invest in us um, and to invest in this project? So whether that's, um, you know, helping them out with some content, because that's something that four of us are quite good at. Um, some businesses, maybe they just think it's a totally awesome cause and they just want to get behind it. Um, but one thing we've found a little bit challenging is because it's not on New Zealand soil. Um, people aren't quite as willing, mm. but there we we do have some leads, um, and so we're just chasing those up as best we can. But yeah, man, yeah, that's some like Gary V would say, you're on the grind. Um, yeah, making those cold calls, eh? Which I'm, totally. I'm no fan of cold calls, but I, I I do spend a bit of time crafting emails, and that's <laughs> everyone says, how do you get guests? I'm like, well, you email a hundred people, and you hope to get you know like ten of them to say yes. Um, okay, so adventure sounds like it's it's part of your DNA, and and uh, I guess where I want to kind of go with this is, I kind of see that as uh, I don't know, like a, a solution to this whole sit down life we have you know we can you can make a career now sitting down uh, it's celebrated you know you can you can sit down and if you got a camera and if you're good on camera you can sit down for longer periods and record content and and i feel like that lots of people are screaming out like and they don't even know they're screaming out to to be outside to be part of nature it's something that you do a lot are you like um yeah what's your link into getting up off the seat and getting outside and kind of taking in that natural algorithm. There's just nothing better than it. It's mm. just, um, you know, some of the most kind of profound realizations and lessons that I've learned in my life have come from just being out there, just exploring, mm. just like switching off from the, internet world i yeah. guess you could say yeah and and it's just, it's just beautiful it's, it's totally inspiring like it really is what actually led me like 
to picking up a camera was just moving to New Zealand. I'd never touched a camera. And I, you know, started traveling around South Island. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> I got to show my family this. And so that's how it all began. I was just like, I'm just going to start making little videos with my GoPro. Um, and now here we are three years later. And um, it's just a massive part of my life. There's just something, there's just something about being out there that almost humbling in a way especially like when you're among mountains or the ocean when there's just these these forces of nature around you that um make you feel a little bit small maybe mm. um it's just a bit of a reality check that i really like to have once in a while it's so easy to get lost in the digital world yeah. um but there's something you know i think there's something in all of us that really connect back to nature it's really important it's it's kind of awesome it's an awesome plan however however it was set up that you can make something that makes you feel smaller you know because that's what the online world doesn't make you feel i mean yes it does in some ways but you're always kind of like you have the power to, to turn the computer off you're always kind of in power even though you may not be happy you know, when you're next to a, you know, like a massive tree or something, like it's, it's clear, it won. You know, you're you're the littling, and um, I remember one time I was I was doing some a, like a filming a documentary with some friends, and we were droning, but we were in the boat down the Wanganui River, and it was so grand and huge. I remember it popping into my head that I wish the world's politicians had to do that or something like that, something grand, like a, a beauty of whatever country you live in, that you couldn't run for office or, or be in parliament without that. And I don't know why that's not a law. You know, it seems strange to me. I just bagged sitting down for ages and I'm not, I'm certainly not saying politicians do that but that's the bit we see you know we kind of see the sitting down and talking and i'm interested in more like the the shutting up and and being there eh? because i feel like that's what you're doing for hours at a time is just shutting up and being there Mm -hmm. i think i always tell everyone like if you want to get to know yourself just spend more time with yourself Mm. and you know when you're out in nature and, you know, maybe you leave your phone at home or just shut it off and actually, you know, stay true to that and leave it off for a while. If you spend like a few hours, for most people, you know, they've never gone a few hours without being stimulated by whatever visually, right? Um, you go out there with no reception, no nothing, just by yourself. And uh, you just sit there for a bit. You start to notice like, all the noise that's in your head and then you start to deal with it and you start to come to terms with it and i think for me it's really just made my whole thinking process a lot clearer it's made my like made me think about like just my mission my values my goals much clearer um and it's, it's just like a medicine for me really mm. you know after after a few weeks like right now i'm doing my thesis and stuck in my office as you can see and after a few weeks of not being out there i start to feel it for sure yeah through that uh so you've it's quite common for you to go on these adventures without technology apart you know like camera and stuff but not like this this link to the world so something i really try and do almost all the time when i go out there is like no instagram no facebook nothing um 
And like, I, sometimes I will like pick my phone out to like take stuff and post later. Like I almost never post stories while I'm on a mission or on adventure because it just like takes me out of the moment and I just want to be there. And yeah, I'll have my camera and maybe sometimes I might be behind the lens too much. But for me, that's part of my adventures. And that actually, I think, helps me connect more with the place that I'm in um, because I'm creating art out of what I see in front of me. And for me, that's like a really powerful experience. So Awesome, man. I'd kind of like to get into a bit of how you, like what does a week look like? What does a day look like? Or, you know, not not to go too deep, but to kind of see some, see some uh, strategies you use, you know, because it's like I'm not that, I'm kind of, I started this podcast and I was all about these words like mindfulness and, and physical exercise. And the more I get schooled from guests who kind of say, stop treating these things like like they're nouns, like they're actual things, you know, it's like you have to, you know, going for a long walk is like treadmill, you know, walking upstairs is like your incline, you know, bending down to pick some rubbish up is like squats. And so the sol- the solution and the answer for me seems to be more like well you just got to kind of like live and when i realized that i was i kind of thought how stupid that is because that's that's the point you know we're supposed to do that we do that from babies we crawl we walk but it's like you don't say that baby's exercising you know it's like you say that baby's crawling or they're learning to walk and then what i realized is everything seems to be opposite and i know that's not right because everything isn't but I thought in my head it's something like every second thing is opposite. And I still don't know what that means. But I guess what I'm saying is you would think that spending time alone is a bad thing because we use it as a torture technique, like a like a float tank. Like, OK, you're going to go lie in water and you're going to be by yourself in pitch black and you're just going to sit there. And it's not too different apart from the water than kind of solitary confinement. But for some reason, we think we know that this one over here is good for us. And so you being alone, I mean, the the kind of pushback would be, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be by myself. I'll be, I'll be, you know, scared and, and, and um, lonely. But I mean, I, I guess, how are you judging that? You know, uh, I guess for too long you would be right. Yeah. I guess, you know, after, after being here, by myself for a while in New Zealand, you know, obviously I've made friends, but I have no family here and that kind of stuff. And I've always kind of thought of myself as someone who likes to be alone no matter what. But I think after that long-term detachment from a lot of things that you used to be really comfortable around, um, it does get hard. Mm. But, you know, that's taking, that's taking it to a whole nother level. I think that majority of people, would just benefit from even a few hours alone, really, because some people can't even handle that. And people, you know, will say, oh, I'm, I'm lonely, or like, you, we all know those people who like can't be alone. Like, if they're alone for more than 15 minutes, that's like, they start to go a bit crazy. Mm. And so really, if if you're someone like that, I would probably ask you to like, you know, look, in, look inside and, and try and figure out what's going on. And yeah. I think a great way to do that is to just, be with yourself yeah, yeah but, but see, what's going on in your head. that's how yeah. weird life is bro because if you're lonely the solution may be being alone you know for a short period of time and and you know it's like i don't know man like uh, 
every it's where we're kind of we've built these definitions to help us but sometimes they you know they're they're not they're not articulate enough for us and i think that's happening in our society you know where we're trying to put labels on things you know you are this and then there's teams and but we're all kind of like the deeper you go the more the same we are and that kind of freaks everyone out, I think, because we don't know really what to do. There's like, in this information world, it seems to be too much information. Mm. And I don't know, it probably sounds right that a little bit less is more, you know. Uh, I keep thinking about, someone was telling me that, you know, back in kind of the JFK days, if something, if a tragedy happened or something, you know, that he needed to respond to, he had like two weeks or something to come up with his reply you think about like a, a bad comment or a spelling mistake in one of your posts now. It's like, I don't care if I'm on the toilet. I'm going to be changing it and updating it. And that that must come at a cost. This this immediacy, eh? it must come at a cost. Yeah, absolutely. I would, mm. Yeah, I would say so. It's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it's tough to navigate because um, the second you put something out there, there's going to be eyes on it, you know, depending on how many people you have who are interested in what you're doing. So that comes with a lot of pressure to be perfect or nearly perfect um, and to be perfect often. Mm. But then you have someone like someone we're both a fan of Katie Neistat, who when he was doing his daily vlogging thing, he did it very often, but he's deliberately imperfect. And I think that's something that I think that's one of the main reasons he's been so successful is his reckless nature. Um, so I think you just have to find out what works for you and what's easy for you. For Casey, it was just like letting his camera fall over and like mm. snaking in between traffic and like writing messily on everything he owns and just having organized chaos for him. Um, so I think it's just important to, Again, just know yourself, know mm. what type of things you want to put out into the world and and go from there. Yeah. You make it sound, you know, like you can follow some kind of, you know, plan, but yeah, man, it's kinda of like even Casey, you know. So for those who don't know Casey Neistat, I mean if you don't know if you know me, but Casey Neistat, there's something wrong with the situation. But he's <laughs> he's 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 just he kind of smashed it. He's got this huge audience, he makes videos that he likes and like created a trend and people just sort of copying his trend, you know, including everyone and most video people I know. But but it was that kind of authentic he was starting to put a put a meaning to this authenticity you know and i it's funny when you're a viewer of his for years because you start wondering how he's processing growth as well you know in the vlog it was very much about the now and his thinking has kind of flipped to a little bit about the future and you know i guess that's immediacy comes uh, again there's there's kind of no getting away from we're all just trying to work it out. And just because you've got it sorted today, it doesn't mean that you're sweet as tomorrow, you know? And um, yeah, bro. So, so okay. Well, with that in mind, what are some of the things you do to keep yourself navigated and moving in the right direction? Is it something you look at consciously? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in the past few months while I've been writing my thesis, I have definitely 
it's been hard on me because there's obviously there's a lot of work to do. And so I haven't been able to make as much time for those things that I really enjoy as much as I usually would. Um, but that's okay. Like, you know, it, it comes in waves and there's, there's seasons all the time. Everything is changing. And so you have to be okay, I think, with, with giving some things up in the short term so that in the long term you can have them back and explore them more. And so um, things that uh, really kind of I like doing that, that keep me sane and focused would be just like exercise, a bit of a gym rat. So like going to the gym, that's kind of just like my daily meditation almost. Um, started reading a lot more lately. Actually started reading um, some fiction lately, which is awesome. Right. Like I, I totally got away from that years like since i was a kid i have read fiction mm. um and just getting back into that and um kind of like the creativity that it spurs um it's just really amazing so so I'm just break that down man like you have be, have you been in a world now of everything is real everything is learning everything is reality everything is knowing how something works and what you were missing was the make-believe or have, have i got it the wrong way no, that that is that's pretty accurate. Actually, right. it's like you know, with my thesis, it's in a really scientific field um, in engineering, and so everything is very matter of fact. The writing that I'm doing in my thesis, you know, everything has to be so objective. Um, you can't have any feeling in any of your writing, and so maybe subconsciously, I was craving that. I just picked up, picked up this book that was on my shelf. I'm like, this sounds interesting, and then it's like. There's something really cool about reading a story versus watching a story because, you know, I get into the Netflix thing and like, that's all good. But the way that when you're reading, you can kind of make the own story, the pictures in your head. Um, I find that really cool. And it's kind of like opened my mind to um, some different ways of thinking creatively other than just watching something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's why a podcast, because uh, I just haven't been much of a reader in life. You know, maybe it's some mild form of dyslexia or it, it didn't connect with me. You know, like I could read and I can read. I just it's it, I, I'm conscious of it. I can never get lost, you know, or I haven't practiced enough where I get lost. But if I'm if I'm editing or if I'm talking, I start getting lost. And I wonder if there's kind of multiple ways, but it, it is something interesting. You know, it's like who really offers advice for people to sit down and read um, fiction, you know, and read make believe, especially in this world where everything again, where, you know, I referenced measuring, we're measuring everything and you're against the clock and this money things involved and it all doesn't make for much motivation to sit down and give yourself time out but i think we're seeing in our modern world right that if you don't if you don't give yourself time out it just it forces its way out of you eh? and, and probably not in good ways sometimes yeah it does i think i think it's a lot of you know time, it comes to time management as well it's like well i don't have time to read i don't have time to do this i don't have time to do that it's like for one day, just one day, take a log of where you spend every hour. Mm. And I promise you, you will find that you have time where you could be probably doing that. You know, maybe not for everyone, but for like 90% of people. Um, it's just that you're not 
you're not using it effectively. I'm so guilty of this as well. Like I've started putting timers on Facebook, timers on Instagram. As soon as I hit 20 minutes a day, like that's it. Because, you know, you start looking into your analytics of how much time you spend. And it's not uncommon for some people to spend four hours a day on Instagram and they don't even know it. And so for you to say that you don't have time isn't actually the truth. It's that you have not allocated time to do the thing that you say you want to do. Mm. But if you, you know, so it's really just about self-awareness being like, what am I doing right now? Do I need to do this? Just, just whenever you're doing something, being like, how is this adding value to me right now? That's like a massive thing that I've started asking myself lately. And if the answer is no, it's just like, put it down. And sometimes, cause you know, we get that habit, we get like that, we get the dopamine hit of picking up our phone and just checking it. And I still do that where I'll pick it up, unlock it. Then I get that far. And then my like conscious takes over my subconscious. And I'm like, do I need to be doing this right now? No, just put it down. And then I can get back to work. Um, but a lot of people haven't felt that. So I think that's something really important. To ask yeah, yourself. man, that's a super important question. When you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, and we like to think sometimes we we look at ourselves with through rose tinted glasses. Eh? You know, we we are kind of we're brutal on ourselves in some ways and we let ourselves off the hook in other ways. Like, you know, I'm pretty harsh critic on myself, but at the same time, I also tell myself it's OK not to go for that run. You know, and it's like, who who exactly am I talking to? You know, why does it feel like there's kind of three versions of me? And but the world tells me it's like you're just you're just like a um, evolved monkey, and you walk <laughs> around, and your job is to. Well, I don't even know what my job is if that's the case. And I mean, what's your kind of view on the the bigger picture, man? And I don't want to kind of put anyone on the spot, but I do make an effort to try and think about and talk about and try and understand this world you know like do you have like a, a, a bigger picture uh how we all fit together maybe it's a religious one or or maybe not religious maybe spiritual or like what's your kind of outlook on humans and why we are what and who we are i think in general we take ourselves way too seriously like you know we're not in, in the grand scheme, you know, depending on what you believe in, sure. But in the grand scheme of things, we're not that far away from um, chimpanzees and bonobos. And I mean, particularly me. I, I kind of look like a big monkey. So if, I wish I could climb trees anyway. Sorry for triggering myself. Carry well, on. That's <laughs> but, so, you know, when, when you take that into account and and you just look at even how far we've come in the past 200 years we're just all we're just all winging it we're all just trying to do our best and like seriously man everyone's winging it like you know you see these huge successful people and then you know you get to know them and you're like and you don't like what <laughs> you know everyone's winging it and so i think that in order to, you know, I think everyone's kind of just looking for their place and figuring out, you know, what their purpose is really, as cliche as that sounds. And that's a really hard thing to figure out. Yeah, bro. Um, especially because a lot of people, 
don't have the freedom mm. to figure that out because you know they might be tied down by whatever it is you know well, whether it's emotional stuff yeah relationships like they don't have they don't have they really actually don't have the time to go and explore the things they want to do for whatever reason mm. um and so but for those of us who do have that it's just such a shame to see it wasted in mm. so many cases there's a lot of people who say they want to do stuff and they've got a lot of great ideas but there's no action towards making things happen and the harsh reality of figuring out what your passion is is that it takes so much trial and error i didn't pick up a camera until i was 24 years old mm. and you know people you know when you're young you have no you have no sense of time you know when you when you hit like 18 20 years old you're like oh, i'm getting old and like i'm 27 now and i feel younger than ever because i finally feel like i've got a bit of perspective on how long life is and like how long you do have um you know, touch wood, obviously, but like, there's an, a lot of people feel like they get trapped into a hole and like they can't get out. But the truth is that, you know, you just have to put one foot in front of the other if there's something you want to work towards and give it some time and dedicate some time to it. And then if it doesn't work out, you try something else that you might be interested in. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just trial and error. Uh, I love how you mentioned wing it because. I will be thinking of, or you should be thinking of that when you're literally winging it off the side of a mountain and like, don't wing it then. Okay. Like strategic plan. Um, Like, Hey, on that paragliding, like, how does that work, bro? Have you kind of sussed it out or have you just said, yeah, I'll be sweet. Like, have you done that before? Are you, you know how to paraglide? No. So, so (laughs) I know, right. It's funny. It's like, you're worried about getting your money, but I'm like, maybe do some paragliding, bro. (laughs) So my three mates are all solo pilots. Um, two of them have their licenses already. Harry will have his license very, very soon. Um, and they're all practicing gliding all over the country. Chris is actually in Australia. I went to find some warmer weather to glide all winter long. And so those three will be solo piloting off and i will be on a tandem with a more experienced pilot cool. who's also coming on the trip so yeah my role is kind of filmmaking and focusing on that that's um, awesome and those boys are gonna have some fun <laughs> yeah, in the air. They're, gonna, they're gonna have some fun <laughs> hey um you mentioned this idea of and it's something i just want to pick up on for a sec you know like i can't remember exactly but it's something like it's a shame that we don't that we have we have so much yet we we don't we take it for granted you know and it's kind of like that's nothing new to anyone you know that's not an accusation against people that's just funny how humans are like we started the podcast with it's like the horrible stuff it's like you the darkness reveals the light or something you know i don't want to get too meta but something like that you know it's pretty it's pretty out there how it works um i I wonder what you think about this so i was watching a documentary on netflix the other night and it was about parenting and and childhood and and they were interviewing a young indian girl who you know was living in a shanty and looking after all of her siblings and she was young you know i wouldn't put it past kind of eight to ten years old and i it was in different languages and she was answering in her own language and uh, the question was what do you dream about what do you dream about and she um, answered but i didn't understand because it was in her language so i paused it and i thought for a second i thought well um, 
I wonder what she answered. Maybe it's something like, you know, financial freedom or having money or the access to food or education. And I was like, yeah, it's probably one of those. And so I rewound it and put the subtitles on Netflix. And and what she actually said was, I don't dream. And it hit me pretty hard because I thought to myself, you know, I'm always trying to analyze the meaning of things. And, And one of the things that doesn't quite sit with me well at the moment, and I don't know why, but it's, we use this word privilege quite a lot, right? And we put it to color, we put it to status and all of these things. But I thought to myself, you know, it depends how far you zoom the lens out, right? Privilege could be the ability to dream. And if you don't have the ability to dream, that's one thing. If you do have the ability to dream, then you should realize that privilege and you should use it. You know, because you being able to dream about going to Kilimanjaro and doing something amazing, amazing for the local community, is is awesome. But it comes out of a dream. It comes out of an idea, something mm. that you were given. And and I wonder if that helps people instead of saying we need to get up and get outside. It's like you have the ability to even fathom that that tomorrow you could do that, that you could go and have a look at something you'd never seen. And when I realized that, it's like we we have an obligation. It's like if you have a privilege, if you're afforded a privilege, you're also you know that the Spider-Man thing: great power comes great responsibility. It is a power to dream because. Not everyone has it. And I just was sitting there thinking, damn, that's some crazy stuff because I totally took it for granted. One of the things I've never think about is this creative spark that just keeps keeps me pushing, moving forward. It gives me all of these things in life, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's like, you know what I mean with that dream? That's a that, that was a freaky one for me. I do. Like humans, you know, in general, obviously, like you said, maybe – not everyone has this ability, but we have the ability to create an image of something in our head and then bring it into reality. Not, nothing else on the planet can quite can quite do that the way we can. And so we, you know, we have the ability to to bring things into existence, whether it's experiences, whether it's you know physical things, whether it's videos, you know, anything and. And the creativity, the ability to be creative, um, I think it can be kind of a blessing and a curse because, you know, some people you get hyper creative and then you just have so many ideas coming into your head. Um, You you don't know what to do with them. Mm. Uh, So you can find yourself trapped in in that vortex as well. But I think that kind of the bigger picture of of this ability that we have and, you know, this privilege that we have, especially in a country like New Zealand or in Canada, where I come from, is like, we have so much freedom. Um, and I think that's what is really the shame is when, when people, you know, and obviously again, not everyone has this freedom, but majority of us, we have systems set up that can really help us succeed if we want to. Mm. And I think in the end, what it comes down to, is your environment that you're in. If you're in an environment, you know, with, with you're consuming content, you're with good friends who have similar values as you, or, you know, you have a mentor, 
all of these things. It's just like whatever you're taking in, you will put out some version of that. And that's become super apparent to me after leaving Canada and coming here, actually. It's like a lot of my friends at home are doing the exact same thing as, as they were when I left. And they haven't like evolved much. Whereas myself and some of my other friends who have traveled and left and been alone, again, coming back to that, mm-hmm. you know, giving yourself time away, what happens is you are forced to rethink everything you've ever held closely because you start being exposed to all these different ideas, people, places, and it really just makes you question what was I doing before? <laughs> and then a lot of the time you find out that this new idea is better than the one that you used to have um, or this new value might be make more sense to you than this old one did. And so I think what happens is we get in these circles, we're in this environment where everything is telling us one thing and we can't even consider the other thing. And so I think, again, I think it's super important for people, like anytime I'm talking with younger people who have like, you know, their whole life ahead of them, um, you can do this at any stage of life, but the later you leave, the harder it gets because you get more roots and you get more tied down to things. But I would say leave everything that you've ever known for a little while and you will be able to clear head, figure out what's important to you. Mm, That's a tricky one for me because a lot of the people that listen are the ones stuck on those motorways, you know, they're stuck in traffic and they're committed. They've, they've sacrificed their youth to have some type of security, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I think I think you still can do it because you have to, and I think the the statistics are clear that if you don't deal with your feelings and your desires and goals, it doesn't go in a good place. You know, um, particularly in New Zealand, you know, we're having real issues with I don't know people and yeah. how, how they yeah. feel, and and you know I don't want to kind of go too deep into that, but like turn on the news, look at a newspaper, it's like things don't appear that good and it skews your mind because we also live in that world where we've never had so much you know so it can make you start thinking hmm is things better or worse or you know that that kind of thing but at the end of the day it's like i think the main thing is like what you said you now know a bit of information if you're listening to this or thinking about it that's the right thing to start it you have that subconscious for a reason right to start building up something it ticks away it's like you know they say ask yourself a question before you go to sleep and then the answer your subconscious would have worked it out um maybe one of those questions is you know where what do i want because i feel like it's like what we said in the start about the bio how would we ever navigate to somewhere good if we spend all of our time not talking about not not including us as a character you know mm. like the bio seems to be something that some has to be cool or funky or zany you know sorry for bringing up all those 90s words uh, what would you call it today it has to be woke and and dope you know what i mean but but yeah. it actually should be you saying it out loud first listening to yourself or telling someone doing that a hundred times and that's your bio you know who the hell are you and would you say it in any situation and that's something i do when i'm working with kids and the realization i have is 
I doesn't matter how much I love my kids. If I only thought I loved them, they would never know. Sometimes you just got to say the damn thing out loud. And I think mm-hmm. it's like that with our kids, especially in this world or with our people, especially in this world where you can get endorphins like we're getting from talking, from listening to this. Right. And that's the that's the hack, not the hack. That's the back to the matrix. That's the glitch. You get all these things, but you're missing the most important thing is that when someone says it out loud to you in person or somewhere else, that's actually the transfer of something. And it's that something, bro, that I'm trying to work out what what is that? You know, what is that little missing bit that we're not accounting for? And as soon as we know that, maybe it's it's as simple as a baby needs a hug. So we've got to get a hug every day. Or it's like so all these minimum things that the manuals don't tell you, you know, because I just don't want to live in a world where I've got to be a philosopher to have a really deep and nourishing understanding in life. I don't think it's built like that. I think it should be built where there's truths that reveal themselves in any situation, but right next to those truths is that that bullshit, you know, <laughs> and it tricks you yeah. eh? and gets you. And you, it's like sugar and fat. We thought <laughs> fat was the enemy, but it was actually sugar. You know, and we took all the fat out of food and then it tastes like crap. So we put the sugar in and it killed us more. Turns out fat's what people recommend you eat. You know, it's like, wow. Doesn't matter if you're vegan or carnivore. If you eat fat, you're you're winning. And so that's that thing I was saying, you know, every second thing is opposite. And I'm trying to work through that in my brain. Um, let me just end, brother, by asking you the, the question uh, that I ask all my guests and I guess it's just trying to get you to reflect on a moment that blew your mind, that that changed your perspective on, you know, like one Ryan went to bed and he woke up someone else or you learned a piece of information or had an experience that you just couldn't see the world the same way. Do you have a mind-blowing moment that you could share? I do, yeah. There's one that comes to mind and this moment is something that I reflect on almost daily for the past few years now since it happened because it's it's basically become like my my happy place in my head so whenever i'm feeling like i can't feel something's overwhelming i can take myself back to this moment and um it's it just makes life so much better so the moment is this i was traveling around thailand in 2015 with with some mates and and after after a happy shake we were eating dinner and it was you know there's like some quiet cool music going on in the background we're just sitting there on the beach sun setting eating some pad thai and you know there's just like these amazing like thai boats like out in the water you can and there's like palm trees overhanging the beach it's just like the perfect scene and koh tao is a phenomenal place um and it took me about like an hour to eat this pad thai maybe longer and it was because with every forkful that i was picking up out of the plate i was i was like appreciating everything that was about to go into my mouth. And so I was thinking like, you know, where did this carrot come from? Like literally I was going down the rabbit hole. I was like, where did this carrot come from? Like picturing the farmer, like tending his crops and like, you know, 
just really, I'd never experienced appreciation on that level. And, and after just sitting on the beach and like running my hands through the sand and just watching the clouds in the sky, um, it was such a profound moment because it was, it was, it was just mindfulness at its best. Like it's really checking out from everything. It was like checking out, but checking in because it was like just focusing on what was happening in the present, every single action I was making and how I was kind of connected to the greater, you know, community, the world, essentially. It was super profound. Um, and ever since then, whenever I'm feeling like, you know, a bit antsy, getting anxious about something, getting overwhelmed, stressed, whatever it is, I can take myself back to then and then kind of bring that practice to whatever I'm doing in the current moment. And then after like two minutes of literally just like, whether it's just like breathing eating again just like kind of mindfully eating is a really cool practice or whether i'm going for a walk and just like feeling every footstep um it's a great way to just bring yourself back and just realize like you know there's um there's something bigger than just me going on here and like this is just a moment and it will pass yeah. awesome bro man we go deep on the show but you went real <laughs> deep worrying we're wondering where the carrot came from you may have just <laughs> ruined eating for a lot of people who eat. You better be thinking about where that Big Mac came from if you're eating this, um, listening to this podcast. Hey, Ryan, I just want to say thanks, man, for joining me on the podcast and chatting. Um, kind of like good luck on your on your mission. And, you know, I remember watching an episode of um, Bear Grylls, what's this, Man vs. Wild, and, and the dude looking through the lens uh was running after bear grills as bear jumped off a waterfall and he said it wasn't until he jumped off that waterfall that he realized what was happening and he said you know obviously he was freaked out as jumping off a waterfall but he said if he could do it again he would kind of like just every now and then look around and um yeah make sure you look around and enjoy that moment because you'll you'll be there capturing it so it can live forever but um, yeah, man, it's uh, going to be quite the adventure, and I hope we can catch up for a podcast when you're when you're back safe and sound. Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Awesome, brother. All right, team. I hope you enjoyed the chat. If you want to donate, um, where can they go, Ryan? Uh, we. I'll just give you the link. It's through like a type fundraising page, almost like GoFundMe, but a little bit awesome. more secure, more um, humanitarian based stuff, and you can follow us on instagram at fly the roof um which is going to be the name of our film and also on facebook facebook.com slash fly the roof awesome so jump on follow all that stuff um join that journey i feel like it's a nice mind-blowing thing we can do right we talked about sitting down for long periods we do it we're in a it's like we live that world and if you can watch that type of content be inspired help out where you can um plenty of good stuff happening so thanks again ryan for joining me brother and uh to everyone watching and listening thanks all for joining and blowing our minds 